You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You know, I'm not sure if that was her way of trying to like woo me, you know, by saying I don't have anywhere to stay or I don't I don't have anywhere to stay when I get to Tacoma. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, maybe she thought there was a connection there. Maybe there wasn't. I missed out on something. Maybe you did. Maybe your I mean, soulmate was on the train next to you the entire time. It could have been. And I was just too oblivious to too realize oblivious. this this person was right there with me offering me chocolate. She was kind of your soulmate times. because she did have her shoes off on the train. Well, OK, <laughs> that's a little bit different on a train. You're allowed to do that. Also, um, I don't think I think she told me probably three three times she had nowhere to stay within about, I don't know, the first 15 minutes Mm -hmm. that she let me know about that. Yeah, she really did. She really, really wanted you to know that she didn't have any place to stay. It it was very clear. I was looking for one, hopefully with you. I should have gone to Tacoma, (laughs) said no one ever. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, so we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today. I do want to remind everybody, if you do any online shopping, go to FunEmploymentRadio.com and click on the Amazon link before you go to that website. Mm -hmm. Or even just go into our store, FunEmploymentRadio.com slash store or shop. It's all connected there and many different places online where if you do that one extra click, it helps support us a lot. That's good. It's very good. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing, We really appreciate it. We do appreciate it. It sure is, Greg. Extra clicks are always (laughs) welcome. So, So there is that. And we've got a bunch of other stuff we're going to get to, but we need to start off today's show by talking about what happened this weekend. Yes. So going back to our last episode, which was on Friday, July 31st, Sarah and I talked about how we had been hired to go up to Seattle over the weekend. We did indeed. And so we went up there. A, uh, a company hired us. I don't think we can say what company, but we did some... So uh, we, we broadcast some things from Seafair for them. Now, Seafair is the big, big giant festival. It's a big to-do. It's like a, a celebration of planes and boats. And, yeah. And all. It's, it's pretty neat. It's cooler than I remember it like it's from pretty when cool. I was a kid. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So we're gonna, we'll, we'll explain what all that is, but that's why we were uh, going up there over the weekend. So it was, it was a very cool thing you know, mm. to get hired for that. And as, as we were uh, doing that, we... Um, Decided to take the train mm. up to Seattle. Which I was so, so excited about. I, yes. have, I mean, we were talking about this on Friday. I've never ridden a train, like, in the Northwest for a long uh-huh. period of time. I mean, I've, like, taken the Max and have... Well, that's you know, that's not a train, it, Yeah. Well, it's a train. Well, it's kind train-ish. of. It's train-ish. It's more like mass transit, though. It's like a short train. I, I mean, it is a mass subway transit, is but more you... of a train than the Max is. Well, they're all trains. Well, okay, technically, <laughs> yes. However, I don't call that if you have to run on an electric line, I don't think that's really a train. Okay. Well, regardless, we took an actual train yes. from uh from the station, which I've never even been to the train station, which by the way is so cool. The train station here in the Portland? downtown train station, oh, yeah. Union Station or whatever it's called. It, it's so neat. Um so everything leading up to the train was super exciting. Yeah, yeah. You were very excited and then uh, got there to take the train to, to head up to Seattle. After it was delayed yep. again and again. And, and again, that was the thing. It was delayed again. about two hours. Two hours yep. Yeah, before we even left. So, And I've, I've ridden the train, as I've said before, as an experienced train rider. I do have to say, and I will tell you this, Sarah. That was probably the longest delay I've ever had with a train. Yeah. And Everything was, you said, like every single was, time I complained about something with the train, you're like, oh, well, this has never happened on the train before. <laughs> well, it hadn't. It, it was the least It was the least magical train ride, I think, the, in existence. Yeah. Well, so that the, there was all the delays, and then finally we got onto the train, and they divided up. The, basically, the way it works is each car is set for a different destination, so that way they know, okay, everybody that's getting off in Vancouver, Washington is in this car. Everybody that's getting off in Longview is in this car, mm. and or wherever wherever all the stops were. And ours were was in so Seattle, stops. which was the last stop. It's not really <laughs> that many stops. Okay, I'm going to say this. The, the actual number of real stops that you make between Portland and Seattle, like actual train stops, isn't that bad. However, all the delay stops... That's a different story. That's not normal. That doesn't normally happen, and it did happen, and Sarah was uh, 
was was quite frustrated. I was that. not. And I don't blame you. I, I don't blame. I you. just didn't. It was not the beautiful magical wonderland <laughs> that I had painted it as in my head. So was, there's somewhere in between the beautiful magical wonderland that you probably made it out to be and what the experience actually was. Somewhere in the middle of those two, that's how it's normally supposed right, to in, be. Uh, Ontario dude in the chat says, but at least you got to hang out at a train station. It, that's true. And the train station's next to an awesome bar, so we ended up uh, meeting a bunch of people who were also waiting for the delayed train. Yeah, that's true. Which was kind of fun. So everyone's just kind of hanging out in the train bar, uh-huh. like waiting for the train cars to come. <laughs> waiting for their train cars. <laughs> in the train bar, waiting for the train car. So anyway, we finally get onto the train, and we're um, we're in the in the bottom back of the car. And so it was actually kind of nice because it was the least crowded one. However, there was one situation. So we, we got in there, and the first thing I see are these the two angriest oldest ladies I've ever seen they in my life. They were angry and very old. They were there riding together, and they were <laughs> sitting on opposite sides. So they were each taking up like four four seats basically to themselves, and and they were staggered. So it was almost two rows of all them. They, you, you could tell they didn't want anybody near them, mm-hmm. but they were jabbering at each other yeah. over, the, over there. Very angrily. Very angry. Mm-hmm. They were just pissed. And so I was like, oh, well, great. Okay, we're going to be around them and just instant glare since we came in there. And Sarah and I went to the very back and we're going to sit in some seats back there and sat down and instantly to the left. Oh, God. Was one of the most annoying women I've ever met in my life. She was. And you can tell, you know, like when you just see someone's face, even before they say anything, it's like, oh, this is a bad choice. Yeah. Like I see. And those those are the only chairs. They They were the only seats left in the entire train car. And somehow this woman had already gotten there and like spread out over the two seats. It's like, like she she'd exploded, set up, like a, a, her shit exploded. She'd, she'd basically set up a living room in there. Yes. And you sit down next to her and I don't remember the first words out of her mouth because I was still annoyed. I realized instantly like, great, this is a talker and not a talker where it's like interesting conversation or they want to talk about what's going on or mm-hmm. want to even engage in a conversation at all. It's somebody who wants to tell you everything that's going wrong for them. Mm-hmm. Talking uh, at you, not to you. And and this this woman, one of the first things that she said, she was, I'm going to Tacoma, but I don't have anywhere to stay tonight because Ted's not answering the phone. I'm like, all that's right. That's exactly what she sounded like. Yeah, I'm not. I'm Like, we sit down like, and we're like, like, oh, close, hello. Right? And I'm trying not to like, no, that's spot on. Yeah. So I'm trying not to engage because you can see, as soon as I saw her face, I'm like, oh, shit. And then I'm like, all right, so we're just going to bring the sit. So I got to have the window because, of course, at this point, I'm still like excited for my first train ride. She's She reminded me a lot of the woman that I took the uh, Oregon Liquor Con- Control Commission class with. Mm-hmm. The one who asked, where did liquor start? That's <laughs> She reminded me, these two would have been best friends. Maybe, maybe even sisters. <laughs> I don't know. Where did liquor start? <laughs> so this girl, yeah, I don't have anywhere to go in Tacoma because Ted's not answering the phone. I'm like, I don't know her. We didn't exchange this names so many times. Well, and and she just kept, yeah, she kept saying that over and over. And I was trying my best to do the look straight ahead, like, oh yeah, okay, all right, okay, um, all right, cool. And then just not even answering, mm-hmm. not even acknowledging anything. And then she then she brought out her. Or box of chocolates. And she had her box of chocolates. She and they did. Were, a big box of Hawaiian macadamia nut chocolates. Yes. That were, they looked. That were melted. Yeah, they <laughs> melted, but she kept opening them. Would you like a chocolate? I mean, this, that's a very nice offer, I suppose. And by the way, let's just say for the record, like as, as um, you know, Greg's impression might sound like, this woman's not disabled. Oh, yeah. No, no. No. Yeah, this is not, no. This is like a. Just a to normal, make it clear, yeah. Yeah, to make it clear, we're not making fun of a disabled person. This is somebody who is just. Definitely kind of methy. Now, like, methy there, there are and some drugs that have been done. I think it's yes, it's self-imposed dumb. Yes, and yeah. I'm I'm I feel okay. But so she's fun talking about her Hawaiian chocolates, and she's like, "Would you Do like I, a chocolate? Would you like a chocolate?" I'm like, "Oh no, thank you." Yeah, weird you, girl. And she's like, like said, "They nice used offer. to look." She's like, "They used to be round, but they melted, so now they look like chocolate cookies." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like, "No, thank you. I don't no, want one of your chocolates." No, we don't. Yeah, you're melted. Pocket chocolates that you have there, and she's like shaking him. She's like, "Are you sure you don't want chocolate?" And I'm like, "No, thank you." She asked like four times. She was very upset that we did not um, that we did not have those those chocolates mm-hmm. that or that that we did not try one of the chocolates. And then our savior came, the savior. So of course, like, <laughs> let me just say for the record, everyone who worked on the train was really nice. Like the like the experience, like the train experience was miserable, but the people who worked on the train were very nice. And this is when the conductor who was our savior came in, because when she came into the cart, turns out crazy macadamia nut, uh, don't have any place to sleep in, in Tacoma, lady, 
was in the wrong car. Well, because it was the Seattle car, and that's when we found oh out they were God. they were dividing them. Yeah, so, so we didn't know at the point, and like I was just like, oh my God, we're going to be on this train forever. This woman will never stop offering us melted chocolates and saying she doesn't have a place to stay in Tacoma. <laughs> and the conductor came in, God bless this conductor, and she's like, well, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm going to have to relocate you. You have to go into the Tacoma car. And Greg and I were just like, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. But can you imagine, though, the poor person that she got stuck with? Because I believe, I walked through the Tacoma car at one point, and it was pretty packed. There there's probably like single seats available, mm-hmm. meaning you would have had to sit next to somebody else. Somebody right at the beginning of their trip was probably like, boy, this is great. I've got my own seat. There's nobody next to me. I'm going to mm-hmm. have a wonderful ride mm-hmm. to Tacoma. And then right would you on. like some chocolates? <laughs> I don't have anywhere to go in Tacoma. You're going to Tacoma. Can I stay with you? Yes. <laughs> yes. So that is uh, <laughs> that is what's going on. Yeah. This so, is how it happened. So she finally gets removed from our car. So we're on the train. Uh, and then like 20 minutes into the train ride, we're going like probably like 10 miles an hour. It stops. And it's this is the first like 20-minute stop for the next, I would say, how long did it take us to get there? Five hours? Uh, with it all was the delays, five hours, yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Let's just say it took us five hours but, yeah, to get actually, from Portland. Actually, it could have been a little bit over that. Yeah. So that that's not how it's normally supposed to be. So anyway, we were on the so train forever. Not. So it's not. Yes. <laughs> I will say this. As your first train riding experience, that was not the best one you could have Greg had. Greg did say as we were on the train, I'm like, Greg, this is not amazing. <laughs> now, I don't think it, no matter what it would have been, it wouldn't have been as magical as you've created it in your mind. Like that, that magical world that you had, mm-hmm. where it's just wonder dancing and like everybody's, it's like the Titanic or something. I don't know what you had in your mind. There was going to be like a ballroom or, or well, something. Well, you made it up. sound very fancy with the bar car, where the bar <laughs> car is just a dirty, that looks like the inside of a trailer with like this guy who's like, I make the best Cape Cods in all the land, la la la. And who, <laughs> it was way too, had too much time on the intercom system thing. He kept going, he's like, hey, what you doing? I'm kooky bartender guy. I'm like, oh, well, you just shut up. Yeah. 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 Well, at that point, I don't think you were in probably having the best time. It was fine. It was just, it was taking forever. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> we, we did end up uh, making it up to Seattle, though. So the way this also worked out is part of part of the trip up there is uh, Sarah's sister lives up there. Yes. So we were going to go stay at, uh, at her house. And bless her nice. heart. She let us stay over there. Yeah. yeah. And so got there, got there into, uh, into the city and... Probably around like 10, 30, 11. Yeah, and it, it was going to take a little bit to get out there, so we're going to use like a Lyft or Uber or something to get out to where, where we needed to go. And then in the meantime, it's like, well, let's go get a drink because it's been a long ride. Let's have a beer before we get out to the, the place and then you know get ready for whatever whatever's going on the next day. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of looked it up and found a bar that was close to the train station in Seattle. And I want to warn you about this bar. <laughs> now, I don't remember the name. But I can I tell do. you this. What is the name? Joe's. Joe's. That's what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew it was something simple. <laughs> this is a scary bar. Now, Seattle is not a scary place, really. I mean, there's some there's some areas of Seattle, just like any major city, mm-hmm. that are rough. But overall, downtown Seattle is not, and like Capitol Hill and all that stuff. I mean, it's not not a not an intimidating place. This bar, this particular <laughs> bar, don't go to this bar. <laughs> don't go to the bar. It so is. <laughs> It is so like something out of a movie as far as a place. It, don't go to this. It was like, like a, comically bad. It was like comically bad to the point where we were screaming. It felt like we were in uh, Adventures in Babysitting. It was like one of those bars <laughs> where like you know where like the bad like where the bad guys hang out. Yeah, it was one of those. So Greg and I get off the train. It's like eleven o'clock, and we're like, okay, cool. So we're gonna go. Like we're ready for a beer. Let's go have a beer. Then we'll get a car and go <laughs> to my sister's house. So we walk in. It was like a record screeching when we walked inside, and we have all of our shit with us. So we have, you know, we both have our big bags full of like our computers, and so we have like all of our livelihood in our giant bags that we have with us. Clearly, we're not from Seattle. Right. We're walking in, yeah, with everything. Got our computers, all that stuff, and it's it's where you walk in, and everybody in the bar turns around and just looks at you. Yeah, and everyone and, looks at us, and, <laughs> and there's no other bar around there too. So it's like, well, okay, we're just gonna have to, uh, we're just gonna have to. Yeah, we're just going to have, well, because we wanted to go to a bar and it was the only one that was anywhere near the vicinity. Yeah. And we didn't want to like walk around with all of our shit. So we're like, fine, we'll go there. And like we had committed, like as soon as we got to the door and we walked in, I'm like, this is bad. But we couldn't, but you know, we had already stepped foot in there. You can't just turn around and leave with all of our shit. So we're like, okay, well, we're committed now. I guess we're getting a beer. (laughs) So we sit down. First of all, this place, I am the only female in the entire bar. There are about 30 or 40 people in there. Yeah. Yep, I would say 30 to 40 people. And I want to emphasize, too, it wasn't like it was a gay bar. No, no, no. 
This is like, it, it's just a regular. It was, I think, most local women were smart enough to be like, nope, you don't go into that bar. <laughs> it was not a bar that I should have been in. Let me just say that. It was at a, least not at that time of night. Maybe there's not another at that time, time of night. Day 11 o'clock at Joe's next to the Amtrak station. Not the best <laughs> bar to be. So we go in, like record screeches. So look on the ground. And instead of like, uh, you know, if you go to like one of the like, cowboy bars or something and they have like peanuts on the table uh-huh. and they're like peanut shells on the floor. This was like the saddest like version of that because you walk in and there are just pull tabs on the floor. Now explain what a pull tab is because so when you tabs, say pull tab I think of just like a tab yeah, off so of a can. Pull tabs are uh, basically like the lot like the lottery like jackpot ticket things that if you pull the piece of paper and you see if you you know won a million dollars. So someone like pulls off the it's pull like tab. It's like extra quick scratches. You don't even have to scratch anything. You just pull the yeah, tab. Yeah, you just pull off the piece not. of paper and see if you won okay. or not. So it seems like thousands of people have played pull tabs in this um, in this bar cuz they're just pieces of paper. Everywhere, yeah, just uh, just littering the floor with sadness. Yes, yes, and That's... lost money. <laughs> so I can okay, shit. Well, there's there's one table there, and, and and part of it is too. Understand a bit of long trip, and we needed to be somewhere to get a cab or a lift or an Uber or something. You had to have a location, and this was this was it. And it was just like, well, fuck it, we're doing it. We're gonna hang out in here. Mm-hmm. So uh, so we so, sit yeah. down, sit down all of our there. shit. You witnessed some kind of a deal go down. Yeah. So somewhere. anyway, so we get there. The bar, of course, cash only. So like we see this giant cash only sign and they're, you know, and it's kind of lined with miscreants. The, this bar is, and I'm just kind of sitting there with my, with all my stuff. Like this is, I don't, I don't, this is a bad idea, but it's yeah. like, but we're already here. We need to wait for our car. And this is better sitting in some place than standing outside. Right. Yeah. So we're just like sitting yeah, standing stuck. outside because remember we had a, I had a my big backpack with and I have my a bunch gi- of electronics. And, and I have a giant sparkly, <laughs> like big sparkly Betsy Johnson bag, like <laughs> It's like, you know, reflecting on the light and it's like, look at all of my wares that I have. It's so, safer to get it in one spot and have it protected than yeah. walking around on the street, so not having there. any idea where we're going. So the guy, you know, so the bartender, we go in there, you know, cash only. And so we were like wrestling around trying to find all of our cash. So we ended up getting a couple beers. And, uh, you know, the bartender has, like, head tattoos, face tattoos, every everything. But, I mean, that's, you know, whatever. It is. But, like, the scary kind of tattoos. <laughs> like, the, like the weird head ones where you're like, what, what were you thinking? So Greg's facing one direction. I'm facing the other. Uh, so I'm facing more toward, like, the length of the bar. And as we're sitting there and we're drinking our beers when we had called our um, lift and we were waiting to get out of there, I'm looking at this guy and this really especially seedy-looking guy was sitting there. And he pulls out this giant wad of 20s, like, like crumpled but like uh, rubber banded uh-huh. and they're like the two stools and he's sitting in one and he's facing the other and using it as a table and he starts like like pulling out the money and like counting his 20s one at a time and just like throwing them on thing and all the while he's putting he them just, onto the table because you described it but I didn't want to look around so no I and I this. didn't want you to I'm like don't turn around but there's a fucking drug dealer right there like counting out his 20s and staring at me like he was just full on like staring and then counting his money and putting it down on the booth, and I didn't, or on the stool next to him, and I didn't know what to do. It was just so weird. It was the weirdest thing. So the drug dealer was kind of probably. Well, do like you a, know he was a drug dealer? Like, how do you know? He that? had a giant. People kept coming up, and he kept giving them handshakes, like the "Hey, what's up?" Like the handshakes that. Oh, like yeah, the exchange okay. handshakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, where it's a little too long. The yeah, and then he would long. have some money afterward, and then he would put it into his wad, and that's what he was sitting there counting out. Wow, all right. Yeah, so I'm sitting there like watching drug deals happen, covered in you know, in sadness with all the tabs everywhere, and Greg and I were like finishing our beers, like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that happened, and then uh, then ended up taking a ride and getting to the place where we needed to go, which was which was fine, which was nice, and then the next day got up to go to Seafair. Mm-hmm. And as we said, Seafair uh, is, you know, it's a giant festival. It's Seattle's big thing for the summer. I mean, there's a lot thought that happens in Seattle, but that's the big festival. Mm, it's a big summer fest. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a fair combined with a whole bunch of stuff on Lake Washington. So there's a lot of cool things happening there. And there's about 10 gajillion people that go to this thing. Yes. Oh, my God. There are so many people. Insane <laughs> amount of people. So many people. And part of what Sarah and I were doing was we were going to broadcast from Periscope for this. Periscope, of course, is the app from Twitter where you broadcast live video from your phone. You can stream live video. Yeah, you stream, yeah. stream live video of whatever is happening. And that's what we were there doing. And so it was a lot of fun, like walking into this thing. I'd never been to it before, and I had so I didn't know what I to was expect. A kid, yeah, yeah. And for first off, I do want to say this just because I think it was pretty cool. 
This was, I have never seen Greg cool. turn into a 12-year-old boy more than I did when we were walking there. So it turns out my sister lives live, pr- lives pretty close to where Seafair is. Yes, and one of the main things that happens around the time that we were walking there is the Blue Angels perform, <laughs> which the Blue Angels, of course, the Jets from the Navy, you know, fancy. And the thing is, we were in the line of where they do their performances because it's so close, you know, as the growth flies to the to the event. We were there. We were part of the performance mm. area. And so we're walking along, and the Blue Angels are flying, I kid you not, di- directly overhead, probably only a few hundred feet overhead, and you so much so you could read the bottom of the plane. It's pretty cool. I don't know why you don't think it's cool or why you think it's weird that I think it's cool. I don't think it's, it's weird that you think it's cool, but it was so funny because Greg every time was like, oh, my God, and he was like looking up. And well, the it's Blue very Angels. loud, and it's not that it's often that I loud. see. You grew up in a Navy family. Most people <laughs> did not grow up in Navy families. You had to go somewhere to see jets like that, that <laughs> that close, like that low to the ground, and it was it was pretty cool to see, I got to say. It was pretty cool. It came out of nowhere, too, because they started flying, like, the second that we left my sister's house, all yeah. of a sudden, like, you can hear the noise from Lake Washington, and they had just started. So, like, as we were walking there, the entire time, the Blue Angels were uh, flying overhead. Yes. Which was pretty cool. And real quick, once again, I'm looking here in the live chat. Someone uh, just just said, uh, or Keelan did, asked if I said, as the crow flies. That is an actual term. No, I know. We've talked about this yeah. on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, because yeah. I didn't, I'd never the, heard it before. the shortest, you know, as the, the crow distance. would fly yeah. to it. So it's a very short distance as the crow flies. <laughs> so anyway, it was it was really cool. It was cool to see the Blue Angels. That was uh, that was neat. I hadn't seen them since I was a little kid. That's mm-hmm. the last time. And it wasn't walking down a street with like, you know, four jets flying. I know right with nobody overhead. around us, and we're just walking down the middle of the street, and there's yeah. just like this the Blue Angels in full formation, like above our heads. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty neat. So, uh, so, so yeah. Anyway, ended up going to to Seafair as we're going in there and broadcast, and you can see this all on our Twitter page, twitter.com/slash/funempradio at funempradio. Um, I think if you go there, follow our Periscope feed on there, or or follow us on Periscope. I don't know. Follow us on Periscope. <laughs> You get you can see all of our feed. Our videos are all on there. Yeah. If you scroll down our Twitter, we saved feed, you'll them see all. them. Yeah, you'll see you'll yeah, see all so, the videos. So the big thing for us at Seafair is that we're uh, you know supposed to be using Periscope to get like different kinds of content. Yeah. So uh, and it was up to us. And it was up to us. Like there was a certain amount of time that we need, that we needed to do said content um, within a certain period of time, and then like but we got to pick what we wanted to do. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. So like, so when we first so of got course there, it was a beer garden. So of course we went to the beer garden <laughs> um, because we weren't told that we couldn't go to the beer garden. <laughs> you didn't say we couldn't. <laughs> didn't. <laughs> so yeah, so we uh, got to watch like the hydroplane races or the mm-hmm. hi- yeah the hydroplaning races where these boats are going. I think the announcer said at one point like there were seven or eight boats going and they were going like a total of a thousand miles an hour. Yeah, it was. Nuts, and they had all these like World War II, like the total of a thousand miles. Did you just come up with a term? I'm trying to decide. I was trying to decide. No, but that's what he said. I remember. That's exactly. I remember. I remember. Weird. They weren't things. going a thousand miles an hour combined. Well, that's not that impressive either. Then, if you think about it, it sounds more impressive if you say combined they were going a thousand miles an hour. That's what he said. I, I don't think that's a good way to phrase it. I don't think that's exciting. All right, or, I well, think it I don't know. It. He's the one that was hired to tell. Because I mean, if you have like a hundred boats and then combined they're going a thousand miles an hour, it's like oh wow. Well, but then you have a hundred boats, and that in itself is impressive. Yeah, but they didn't have a hundred boats. <laughs> I, it's, it's. I would say the boats. The boats were going very fast. They were hydroplane boats, as we found out. And I will admit, I did not know the, the right term. To yeah, call hydroplane them at first. boats look like uh, the top half of boats, or like a, the top half of a plane. <laughs> I, wondered, I just, you know what? I'm just gonna let Sarah describe this for everybody. <laughs> Sarah, you described these boats and how fast they were going. <laughs> they were going very fast. Uh, the announcer said that the combined, they were going a total of a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> Out of context, makes no sense. It doesn't even and really work in context. That's a terrible description. Hydroplanes look really weird, by the way. So, they're, so <laughs> how do they look again? Their boats, their boats, they look like you've cut off like the top part of a boat, and then they're just like skimming along the water. It was really weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you cut off the top part of a boat? Yeah. Didn't what they? happened to the bottom part? No, didn't the, the hydroplanes? Because they're all like flat. They're almost like triangular. So they were like going super fast. 
Thankfully, we were not hired to be the announcers for that event. That was uh, that's probably a good thing. Although that might be even more hilarious. <laughs> no, so I was like probably all going about a million miles an hour. I would say together. I laugh how fast they're going. It's like a boat, but if you got rid of the bottom of the boat, <laughs> if you got rid of the bottom of the boat, that's it goes what the like boat so fast. Like. They go real fast. I really want you to be the announcer for this event next year. <laughs> I like. So anyway, yeah, so we were filming all kinds of like boat races and um it was it was cooler than I thought it would be. I honestly cuz was. I wasn't I wasn't very excited about it to be honest, like cuz you know, from going to Seafair when I was a kid, I was always bored at it cuz you know, I always Oh yeah, you weren't excited about going to Seafair. Yeah, yeah, but then mm. as soon as I got there, I'm like, "Holy shit, this is amazing." Like we got to see all different kinds of like formations of planes and the boat racing, which was actually really interesting, which I didn't think it would be. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. It was yeah, it was mm-hmm. fascinating watching them race and some of the boats, you know, like um putter out and then you could see like all their dreams being lost. Oh, so as like that floating part. out there yeah. in the water. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and then World War II planes and all kinds of stuff. So it was, it was really cool, and we broadcast, you know, a bunch of that stuff or live streamed a whole bunch of that there at the, uh, at the event, and it was, it was a really good time. Yeah, got to say, really good time overall. So, uh, yeah, and cool opportunity. I would say that we got there. Are you are you grateful for the cool opportunity? I am grateful for the cool opportunity. <laughs> it was pretty too. awesome. We were hired to go up to Seattle and broadcast from Seafair. <laughs> I mean, it's not not too rough of a job. I'm not gonna lie. I know. Yeah, it was it was cool. So. Uh, so yeah, you can see all of that on our Periscope feed off of Twitter, or just go to our Twitter page at Funemp Radio and scroll down. And you'll see where we where we posted each time. You can watch the videos yourselves and see how loud the boats were. It was oh my it was god, it was loud. so loud. It was quite <laughs> loud, but uh, but yeah, it was really really cool. So overall, fantastic trip up. Oh, so much fun! And then with some friends, meet up with us on Saturday. Went out and about. Mm-hmm. Boot and a boot in the city. Yep. Got to show Greg some of my favorite bars in Seattle. Mm, yeah, yeah. The haunted so, whore bar. Okay, yeah. Maybe let's talk about the haunted whore bar because I had not been to the haunted whore bar before, and <laughs> this is what Sarah favorite. was calling it. Again, I don't think that's probably the right name that's for the exactly bar. The I right don't think it's called haunted whore bar, uh, but this is Sarah's tour of Seattle mm. that we were on, and I mean, you took took me to some cool places. I think I'm not I gonna did lie. pretty took good. Us, took us all. Mm. However, uh, the haunted whore bar. You should explain what that is, really. Quick. All right, so there's this bar in Seattle. <laughs> it's one of the oldest ones. It's one of the oldest bars in basically the Northwest at its original location. So it's this place called uh, Merchants Cafe. And it used to be an old brothel. And basically, uh, inside a mer- it's a beautiful bar. I really like this bar. So uh, it's very old, very storied. And what used to happen is when uh, people would come into town, like anyone, any of like the merchants, marines, or like loggers or whatever who would come in to the whorehouse, there would be pictures of the whores on the walls. And then they would get to, they would point out which whore they wanted, and then they would be escorted upstairs to the room that she was in. Okay. And so there are a lot of, uh, so they still have a bunch of pictures of uh, said whores that were. <laughs> you just really like saying the word whore. <laughs> I do like the word whore. <laughs> so there are pictures, it's a whorehouse. I mean, what am I supposed to say? The prostitutes are at the toots. So anyway, so you can no. pick out, you can pick out your whore. And then go upstairs and, you know, spend some quality time with them. So anyway, uh-huh. it's a really cool bar. They have, like, Tiffany's chandeliers up on the ceiling. Um, and they have all these pictures of the whores. And one of them in particular is said to be haunted. So it's called uh, the Oriental Woman. That's what the name of the painting is. Okay. This isn't a term you've come up this with. This is not a term I've come this up with. This is the term of that I think painting. it's Oriental Lady, Oriental Woman, one of okay. the two. All and right. it's said that if you take a picture with uh, said said uh you know oriental woman picture <laughs> then um you'll be haunted by her and so one of our buddies did indeed take a picture with her it's so, true so we're gonna see if tristan gets haunted by a, a dead whore we will find out mm-hmm. we will find out if that does happen mm-hmm. so i did take the picture of him yeah you did mm-hmm. so we'll see anyway it's a really cool place we went there we went to um yeah all, all different kinds of places yeah it was a good time mm-hmm. it was a good time but overall great time in seattle and uh, I never did was able to find somebody to pretend I was Larry Omtrock to, basically because the car we were in only had uh, old ladies and then a uh, crazy. Yeah, woman. I mean we were we were in a small car. It was it was honestly just me, Greg, and two angry old ladies. Yes, and after. that wouldn't have been fun if you're trying to be Larry Omtrock to like the angriest ladies in the world, and then we're stuck in the car with them. Overall, though, I still think I may have made a mistake of not just getting off at Tacoma mm-hmm. because I could have had a quite a quite a wonderful time. I think with that lady too. Yeah, so could I have may, been love. Maybe I had a fun time, but I could have missed out on something. Mm-hmm. She would have shared her chocolates with you all night long. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you like a chocolate? No. No! <laughs> I don't want your chocolate! That's what I was screaming inside. I don't care that Ted didn't answer your phone call at Tacoma. That was so awkward. 
I was like, I, I didn't even I know don't what have anywhere she to wanted go us and, to do. I, I don't I don't know. All I was thinking was like, how can you afford a forty five dollar plane t- or you know train ticket or fifty dollar train ticket if like you haven't figured out where to go? Well, why, why would you take a train? Why to, would you take to Tacoma the train to if you don't with? have a place to stay? Yeah, why would you be on the train? And but she didn't look like she like she had tons of stuff with her. Like she didn't look like a, a nomad. No, no, she looked like a normal person minus really the words sure. coming out of her face. Yeah, minus yeah. that part. Mm-hmm. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. I love this story. Thank you to everybody who sent this to me. A man from Texas has been wounded after a bullet that he fired at an armadillo for fun ricocheted and hit him in the head. Oh, Jesus. Is he alive? He's alive. Okay. But he shot at the armadillo and it ricocheted off of said armadillo and went back at him and hit him in the head. Yikes. So this happened in the Marietta uh, area east of Texas. So three shots were fired at the armadillo. He just couldn't get it the first time. And uh, at least one ricocheted off the shell. The gunman was treated for a minor injury to the jaw, uh, but the small armored creature was unharmed. (laughs) So the shooter opened fire in the early hours of Thursday morning when he spotted the armadillo on his property. He went outside and took out his 38 revolver and shot three times at the armadillo. Uh, So this incident was not the first armadillo uh, bullet deflection to end in a human wounding. I guess this is quite common. Why would you shoot at something that has... An armored shell. Well, there's a lot of questions that, that could be asked. Yeah, well, it's, uh, so this isn't just a, a Texas man problem. In April, a Georgia man injured his mother-in-law when he was shooting an armadillo, also for fun, <laughs> uh, after the bullet ricocheted off of the armadillo. Uh, so after it hit a fence, went through the back door of his mother-in-law's mobile home and threw a recliner she was sitting in and into her arm. So she was okay, but that's a lot of things to go through. Yeah, that is, uh, well, I mean, number one, it's called an armadillo. Mm-hmm. It's rather. Oh, armadillo. Mm-hmm. In and out burger uh, in Carlsbad. That's where your brother lives, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I can't remember if his address is actually Carlsbad, but yes, right, okay. right by there. Yes. Well, an In-N-Out burger in Carlsbad has been sued by a man who alleges that he found meth in the bottom of his drink. <laughs> So this incident occurred, uh, So okay, so it occurred last year, but it's just coming to court now. Uh, this occurred in 2014 when Fred Mald- Maldonado of Carlsbad uh, ordered a burger and drink from an in and out there. Uh, an executive for the restaurant chain has called the claim baseless, but Maldonado... I'm going to call him Fred. His name, his last name is far too confusing. Wait, wait what is the last name again? Just Ma- give it one more chance. Maldonado. Maldonado? Maldonado. That one's too M-A-L-D-O-N-A-D-O. Oh, ooh, I could spill. That is good. Is that, is that what it was? Maldonado. Well, when Freddie of Carlsbad ordered a burger and a drink from In-N-Out, uh, an executive for the restaurant chain calls the claim baseless. Well, Freddie, after he had ordered his food, returned to his nearby motel where he drank half the beverage and went to sleep. When he awoke the next morning, he emptied the rest of the drink and allegedly found two pills and a napkin in the inside bottom of his cup. Ew. When Freddie returned the cup and its contents to the In-N-Out location, uh, the manager apologized and offered offered him a gift certificate for a free burger. Though Freddie was unaware of what the blue gelatin capsules were at the time, later toxicology reports said that they contained methamphetamine, which I did not know that there was such thing as meth capsule pills. I was not aware of that either. Did you know that meth came in, in pill form? I mean... I watched Breaking Bad. I have meth head neighbors, but I don't actually watch the product consumed. So, no, I did not know that. Mm, well, Makes both, sense, though. Yeah. So he found meth in his cup. So no word as to how the meth got in there or if it's actually true. It's still going to court. So it's to be debated. Okay. Weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he would. What is he suing for? Um, It doesn't say. Like a financial amount or. It doesn't say the particular amount. Huh. But I'm sure it's probably a ridiculous amount. <laughs> probably. I'm sure it's a lot of money. Greg, I found a product for you that I think Ooh. that you might like. I found a uh, oh, birdshot in a taco once. Ew. From Taco Bell. Yeah, I bit down on it. it birdshot, is that like a... Like a little BB. Oh, a little BB. From when you shoot at birds, it spreads out a whole bunch of little BBs. And I, oh, like a shotgun kind of? Kind of. Okay. Yeah, only for birds. Um, and yeah, I bit down on a piece of one. Ah, it, did it break your tooth? It was a soft taco. Almost. No, it, d- it did not. That's the only reason that I couldn't do anything about it. I was in high school. And so I bit down on that and I'm like, this is disgusting. And we called them. And uh, my 
girlfriend at the time had an uncle who was an attorney. So we're just like, so what do we do here? He's like, well, if you didn't crack your tooth, there's probably not a whole lot you can do. Just get some free Taco Bell. Mm. So I got some free Taco Bell. <laughs> I didn't go back there for a while. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> it's kind of gross. All right, Greg, well, I have uh, a new product for you. Now, there is a company called Shreddies. Now, we've talked about this before. Greg, do you remember? I think it was like last year where this company, this groundbreaking company, it's uh, based in the UK and it uh, is responsible for the um, invention of gas filtering underwear. It's their fart, yes, the fart I remember filtering you underwear. talking about this. Yes. I did not want to say exactly. All right. What well, it was, Shreddies but. is now expanding its company. So not only does it still have the underwear, but now you can use it for pajamas and jeans. Oh, they have fart filtering jeans. Wow. Isn't that... Isn't that... that Technology. Technology, friends. Yes. So, uh, Shreddy's jeans and pajamas... If you have that much of a problem, and I know there's some people with actual... There are people who have problems, so I'm saying... With actual issues, but maybe, you know, first, look at your diet. If a doctor is saying, you know, if it's a doctor thing where it's like, yes, you have that condition where you have uncontrollable... Bowels. Like, okay, all right. Some people are just more flatulent than others. And some people others. are, and I understand that. You're sounding very judgy. I'm not tr- I'm not trying to be judgy. You're sounding extremely judgy. I'm just judgy. saying, this seems like you want to go through a few steps before you just went, ah, you know what? Before I'm just going to get some fart pants. I'm just going to get fart pants. I'll make everything better. It's like, <laughs> no. I, I'm, I'm going to go give me some fart pants. <laughs> well, a press release from the brand uh, reassures that both, uh, both current and new customers that they can wear its new products any way they please. So this is from Shreddy's. In the UK, it says, uh, you can wear your shreddies, jeans, and pajamas with your regular underwear. Team them with a pair of shreddies pants for double protection. Or if you're feeling brave, why not skip underwear completely? You'll never have to worry about these moments again with your shreddies flatulence-free jeans. The jury's out on whether or not it's uh, the product's muffle. However, uh, it does muffle the, the, the smell. So you can still hear it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that half of the uh, problem, though? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's the lesser half, but everybody's going to know. So you any of you... One, oh, don't worry, I got my fort pants on. Yeah, any of you flatulent folks out there... Everybody um, sounds don't like listen, the girl on the train to me. Don't listen to Greg trying to shame you. I'm not trying to You're shame fine. anyone. You're fine. You're perfect the way you are. So if you'd like to get some of these jeans or underwear or uh, pajamas for yourself, uh, you can pick them up <laughs> at myshreddies.com. Not trying to shame anyone. Just mm. speaking the truth. <laughs> That's what you do. You're speaking your truth, Greg. Yep. Oh, let's see. All right, I'm going to go to this one. All right, and my final story. Greg, I know that you love him, and I love him because he's one of the most batshit crazy people in the world. And I'm talking about Pat Robertson. Oh, well, I don't no, love No, you don't man. love him, but he's just I a love crazy his, person. It, you love yeah. watching the crazy. Yeah, I do love watching that crazy. I don't crazy. love his beliefs. I don't love him as a human, but no. he is just batshit. Yes. So, uh, Pat Robertson. And I will say that TBN is is entertaining sometimes because mm. it's so fucking insane. So, if you don't know who Pat Robertson is, he's the head of the Trinity Broadcast Network. And he, since he owns... He is crazy. Since he owns the Trinity Broadcast Network, which is like a super like right-wing Christian yeah. uh, like network. I think they're the ones that blamed Haiti for... They're the ones the that say gay. They're the ones that honestly say uh, gay soldiers are ruining Christmas for children. They're those That's where guys, we got that from. Yeah, yeah. The gay soldiers are ruining Christmas. Gay for soldiers children. ruining Christmas. Which, which makes sense, you know, when he lays it out like that. Um, also, yeah, I think Haiti's earthquake was because they have AIDS or somewhere, somewhere in there. Because somehow the gays. gays somehow yeah. it was gays. It's were always the yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gays were the problem. So Pat Robertson is full on crazy, but since he owns the network. He, of course, is entitled to his opinion broadcast all over everywhere, and he like hosts his own show. Listen. Everyone t- treats him as if his opinions well, are not the rantings of a senile, crazy old man. No, they but have of, to. Like, they all sit there and smile. He's got all these younger women, and they just sit there and smile and laugh at his jokes. I mean, I remember there was one where he had a whole segment, because I turned it on just for a few minutes. Are you talking about the dog one? Yeah, he had this dog out there, and he talked about how good his dog was and how good his dog uh, dog did tricks. And the dog just refused to obey him and wouldn't do tricks. And so it was like five minutes of him yelling at his dog, like, you no, no, you get, you get back here. And the whole time, the woman with this fake smile, like she's trapped in some kind of secret world. Where I know, you can she see, has she's to trying smile, to communicate like, through her eyes. <laughs> Help me. Yeah. Help me. Well, Pat Robertson uh, says a lot of crazy shit, and this one just made me laugh, so I wanted to put this in because I also have audio. Pat Robertson is now claiming that you should not put ultrasounds 
ultrasound pictures of babies on Facebook because witches are, quote, putting curses on unborn babies through ultrasounds on Facebook. If you post pictures... Okay, so let me let starts, me understand, because I want to understand the science behind it so I can tell everyone else about it. Yes, so this all starts from a, a woman who calls into Pat Robertson's show because she's very concerned. She's concerned about her granddaughter who's going to be giving birth to a child, and she sees the trend of people making the, the Facebooks, the profile pictures, pictures of the fetuses, of the fetuses, and she wants to know what kind of danger there is. So I want to I, I go ahead and play this audio for you. Just okay. so we can hear what Pat Robertson thinks about this, because okay. um, it's very important. This woman, I think her name is uh, Cynthia. She's very concerned about what's going to happen if her granddaughter puts fetal pictures on, on the this Internet. This is Cynthia, who says, my daughter is pregnant with her first child, my first grandchild, and obviously there's a lot of rejoicing and excitement. Young parents now regularly post fetal ultrasound photos on their Facebook fo- as their pace- Facebook photo. From a spiritual point of view, is there any harm in doing this? Please give me your thoughts on this. I don't think there's any harm in it, but I tell you, there are de- demons and there are evil people in the world. And you post a picture like that and some cultist gets hold of it, a covenant, and they begin muttering curses sorry, against an unborn child. I just don't think that this business of, I mean, posting the most intimate parts of your body on, on Facebook, I just can't see it. It to me is it's abhorrent, but it isn't necessarily unbiblical. It's just abhorrent. All right. and, and maybe unwise, as you said. You need to think that you through. Never can you tell know. what somebody is going to do. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think you never. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you never know what they're going to do. He sounds exactly like uh, Will Ferrell's impression of Harry Carey. A little bit. He said, well, a, a let little me bit. tell you about A little bit. The witches are putting the curses on the Facebook. What is Facebook? <laughs> well, there we go. Now we know. So there you go. I just wanted to educate everybody out there. If you put pictures of ultrasounds on Facebook, witches will curse your unborn child. Well, I feel real bad about that picture with the uh, the painting in Seattle now. Mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> That's your world of crazy. Witches! Oh. Which is put. Oh, he's just the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, oh there were some of the crazy Jesus people at the sea fair too. Oh yeah, there were some. Of yeah, those. they yeah. had some big loudspeakers, like just lots of fiery hell pits and. Oh yeah, they always do. They yeah. always do. They're so fascinating. Like the just they're like little angry robots. They're bizarre. Yeah, mm. yeah, this is true. It all happens. All right, should we do a little bit of ball talk? We sure can. Okay. Let me go ahead and pull it up, and it'll be ready in just a second. And here oh. we go right now. All right. <laughs> Larry Omtrak in the chat says, I'm not saying it's witches, but it's witches. <laughs> All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right. First up in ball talk, I'm just going to go to this. This is the biggest story of the weekend, and it has to do with a fast rising superstar, and that is Ronda Rousey. She's awesome. Ronda Rousey, of course, of the UFC. You've heard about here on Fun Employment Radio for quite a long time. I'm just going to say, I've told you she was going to be big many times. So, Ronda Rousey. Had her uh, fight over the weekend on Saturday, where she took on, uh, let's see, she's the US UFC women's bantamweight champion. And she was taking on this Brazilian woman. It was in Brazil, happened to be taking place in Brazil. And if you followed any of the stuff leading up to it, this woman from Brazil had said a number of very, uh, very not nice things about Ronda Rousey. Are you going to say what she did say? Well, there's... I is think there speculation some of this around is, that? No, I think some of this has been skewed as far as what exactly she said. Mm-hmm. But as I will paraphrase, but it's it's more what she said. Uh, this Brazilian woman said that she hoped Rousey wouldn't kill herself after she lost. You know, the, the woman saying that she's going to beat her. And the thing is, Ronda Rousey's father actually did commit suicide when she was a kid. And as, as you would expect, she's a little sensitive about that. Yeah. And so she once that once she was told this, she pretty much promised the Brazilian woman that she was going to slowly dismantle her in front of everyone. Oh wow! And you can read about all the actual stuff going it's back and forth. It's fascinating. Like, take a look at it. Like it, it's very interesting. Um, Rousey did end up winning in 34 seconds. And the thing is, with her, she's she is a very very impressive athlete. I mean, just just from an athlete standpoint, and right now she's receiving so much popularity. It was so funny seeing everybody post about her on Facebook because it's really hard to root against her right now. You know, it's I think 
I'm looking at one of those things as UFC is not a, not the most popular sport on the earth, but it's rapidly rising. Mm. And her being a female face of that sport is pretty cool. It's amazing. It's pretty cool because on you know she, one she's so good nobody's probably ever going to beat her. That's that's one thing. That's the only that's the only downside. It's like that she's so good that it's going to be surprising if somebody can ever actually take her down while she's in her prime. But also, she's somebody that I feel like everybody can kind of get behind and root for. Well, as she a, seems as legitimately as like, like just a cool person. Well, and just as her being an American, when's the last time we had an American athlete like on an international stage where you take on different people from from internationally? Mm. That everybody has kind of kind of been like, okay, yeah. Go, go go this person. Plus her cameo in WrestleMania was fucking awesome. Okay. Well, that 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 too. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's what's making her popular, though. I mean, but it's she's... all the little things adding up. Okay. Also, it's the fact that she's winning everything. Yeah. I think that's that's more the... More and standing up on. for herself. More, I think that's more what's happening, yeah. So anyway, uh, there's, uh, there's multiple different reasons that people are getting behind her. But anyway, Ronda Rousey, very... Very awesome. It's nice to have somebody that I think, you know, just that everybody can be like, yeah, she's badass. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, even some kind of like a, a patriotic thing out of it. Yeah. Let's go USA because she's she's awesome. Ronda Rousey's awesome. She's also very attractive. So moving <laughs> on about talk. This was Greg all weekend. It was Ronda Rousey, uh, Blue Angels. Ronda Rousey, Blue Angels. Yeah, go America. It was a very American weekend. Blue Angels, <laughs> Ronda Rousey. Uh, also, she walks out, her, her theme song that she walks out to is Joan Jett, Bad Reputation. That's pretty cool. And Joan Jett actually made a statement over the weekend talking about that. She was asked, how do you feel about her using your song? And uh, her response was, that's awesome. Yeah. That's it. She was very Good. excited about it. Now, well, one thing with Ronda Rousey, this is going to lead me into my next statement, which is a little bit sad. And no. it is sad. So Ronda Rousey is known as Rowdy Ronda Rousey. She has that nickname. However, when people started giving her that nickname, she refused to use it because that nickname belongs to somebody else. And that is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Roddy Roddy Piper, of course, of the WWF, wrestling fame, also from Portland. And Rowdy Ronda Rousey, uh, so Ronda Rousey actually went to Roddy Piper and uh, asked him if it would be okay if she used the name Rowdy. Like, how did he feel about it? She was not going to use it unless he gave her his blessing. Mm-hmm. And he thought it was awesome and fully encouraged her. Oh, wow. And and yeah, and absolutely wanted her to be to be using that nickname. So that's why that's the only reason she used it. She got his blessing to do it. And so that's guess classy. The, guess the two became friends and all of that kind of stuff. And as it uh, as it went on, so Rowdy Roddy Piper on Friday passed away. Yeah, Rowdy was, Roddy Piper was a wrestling legend. This has legitimately hit a lot of people like harder than they I think than they thought it would. Yeah, it was one of those things where you just really did not expect something like that to happen. I mean, the problem is with all these guys that are in wrestling, it's. Uh, it's it's just it's just a lot that's happening. Yeah, you know they're they're all kind of slowly going away. Yeah, and I was there with Greg when when he found out, and that was it, I mean, and even like people that aren't even the biggest wrestling fans know what an impact that he made on like Portland and and wrestling in general. Yeah, yeah, and so it's it's a very sad moment that uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper has passed away because uh, especially you know because he's from Portland mm-hmm. too. So anyway, yeah, we, there we go. We that's what I, that's all I want to say. Yeah, and we met him years ago too. Yeah. He was a he was a super nice guy. Yeah, he really was. Yeah. He really was. So Rowdy Rowdy Piper, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, RIP. And we'll just uh, we'll leave it at that. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right. All right. So I do want to remind everybody of something else. Mhm. When that is the fact that we have a fine sponsor, Next Adventure. Oh, we sure do. Next Adventure. You wore your Next Adventure hat. You rocked that all weekend long. I did indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I brought it up there. So that's on the Periscope feed. You can find that. Uh, Next Adventure, fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio, of course, located right there at Stark and Grand. And then the paddle store just down the street from that. Where you can get a kayak and be a kayaktivist, <laughs> which is like my favorite word ever. I don't <laughs> think they're, that's part of their advertising campaign. You can get a kayak just to go kayaking. That's true. Next adventure is But it's such neither, a catchy phrase. It, it is, but I don't think they want to incorporate that in their marketing campaign. <laughs> so you can buy a kayak there, though. Sure. And that is at the Paddle Store. So two different locations that you can go. And they are a fantastic sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. Next adventure next adventure awesome so cool well we do have uh a couple birthdays so there's something that i haven't actually told you i don't think you've seen our facebook page i posted about it earlier but first off uh we want to wish a very happy birthday to leah 
from Andrew. So Leah, it was her birthday over the weekend, and so we want to make sure that we get that out to her. So happy, happy birthday, Leah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, damn right. All right, and also the big special thing, though, is that Andrew and Leah, over this past weekend, had a baby, as they said, the, the new youngest Fun Employment Radio listener. And Greg, they might be naming their baby Greg. What? Yes. So he wrote, he wrote to me, and he said, uh, let me see, let me pull this up. Uh, where did it go? Sorry, I'm getting a little... There it is. All right, so it says, birthday announcement. Uh, hey... Uh, he says, my wife, Leah, has her birthday on Saturday, August 1st. Also, we just made you a new listener. We had a baby this morning, Thursday, July 30th. It's a boy, and we're probably going to name him Greg. Whoa. If we do name him Greg, and since we are such loyal listeners, can I get an entire birthday week to celebrate on behalf of the baby because he's too young to ask for free drinks? Your ruling on this would be appreciated. Keep up the awesome shows, Andrew. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, yes. If that's Number one, I just want to say this. Fantastic choice of a name. Greg's are uh, renowned the world worldwide. Um, are they, they're very, renowned. They're renowned worldwide. <laughs> uh, it's a very smart decision. Also, absolutely, you will get uh, an extended birthday celebration for that. I think that's absolutely warranted. That will be written into the rule book. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. That is very, very so, cool. So uh, if, if you did go with Greg. Now, I don't know if they're naming it because of me, but, uh, you know, hey, whatever. Well, they're both listeners of the show, so maybe a little bit. No, probably not. Yeah. But I mean, why? You could pick any name in the world. Yeah. I mean, any name. You could name your baby like Fruit Fly. You could do whatever you want. You could do that. Mm-hmm. You could name it mm-hmm. Fruit Fly. But I would say Greg is a fantastic well, name. Well, so happy birthday to our newest, littlest listener, Baby Greg. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Congratulations. Hot damn rat. Congratulations. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> baby Greg. Baby Greg. Oh, that's so cool. All right. Now there's old Greg and baby Greg. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, I can I can accept that. Yeah. I can accept that. Other than that, there are no other Gregs. That's it. That's those are just the two. No, there's more Gregs than that. <laughs> We stick together as Gregs. All right, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. We might have to talk about that more tomorrow because I need I just need that to set in for a second. Mm-hmm. No, I think that, that we need to discuss it. Yeah, yeah. I need to just think about Much that. Much responsibility just, comes It is, this, it Greg. is. That's why I think I'm a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm excited, but I'm a little bit nervous at the same time. Sure. Uh, it's a, it's a, lot to, a lot to really sink in. Um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You guys are fantastic. Of course, you can go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon, am, <laughs> click on the Amazon link right there, and you can, uh, and if you're going to be doing any Amazon shopping, it will help us out. It's an extra click that you have to make. But it yes. Does help us tremendously. Oh, my goodness. So, all right, you guys. Oh, you did it, Greg. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And thank you for keeping the show afloat. Yes. I know that we've been having an an array of tech difficulties, which shall be resolved in the not-so-distant future. It's not going to be forever. Just, uh... Nope. Today was a little trouble. But, hey, Mm yeah, stuff happens. So, anyway, thank you, everyone. We will, of course, be back tomorrow, right here, with more FunEmploymentRadio.com. We love you all! You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.